following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. gentlemen happy friday welcome back to another episode of fantasy beasts and where to find them the fantasy football podcast i am your host kyle ranny joined as always by mr gary hall gary how's it going today it's going great it's friday it's the weekend and we've got some more nfl uh, fantasy football talk for you we have a lot of nfl fantasy football talk we're going to try to get into some of the preseason games that have happened uh but it looks like we're going to be much closer to really discussing news i i've went through a lot of stuff here and We've got quite a bit of news here again, Gary. Yeah, it's another uh, another news Friday. This is what happens, I guess, when when training camp's in session and you uh, you really pick it up from there. Start off, uh, Patriots and Keel Harry expected to miss around four weeks with a shoulder injury. Not great news for him, given that uh, he finally kind of picked up a spot and was was active and winning in camp. Yeah, I mean it's tough because uh, we know that. He hasn't had the most successful career so far in New England, and now he's not getting another chance, uh, right away at least. So we'll see what happens with that. I mean, you got to think that Bill's going to play the players that that deserve it. And through camp so far, he's been one of the best receivers in New England. Uh, so hopefully, he gets back healthy and soon. Uh, might be somebody to be looking for on your rosters come week two or three when you need a, a pick me up if injuries happen. Uh, second off, Bears are still playing. I, I can't emphasize enough because this was. On Friday, and then it's also still happening. Bears are still planning to start Andy Dalton as of today, come week one, ahead of Justin Fields. And to me, that's just blasphemy. Yeah, it's a little bit of a head scratcher, but um, we know that they have said from day one that Andy Dalton's a starter for whatever reason. They probably just want to kind of groom the rookie, maybe have him sit a few games and then take over. But I, from what I've, from my opinion, uh, you drafted for the future, so why not start the future now? Yeah, uh, it's one of those things where I've seen people relate it that Matt Nagy was in um, was in Kansas City when Mahomes was drafted and sat for a year. So to him, he thinks that's what what Fields needs. I and I get it, but Andy Dalton isn't a he's not a Brett Favre. He's not a uh, Aaron Rodgers. And Alex oh, Smith. okay. That an Alex Smith. I mean, he's not a guy you would. I mean, I'd call him an Alex Smith. He didn't have the first overall pick pedigree, but I honestly think Alex Smith's career and Andy Dalton's are pretty, pretty linear. I, I liked I liked Alex Smith a little more than Andy Dalton. I just the the caliber quarterback that Andy Dalton is at this current stage in his career does not strike me as someone who is uh, worthy of rooming a quarterback. Fair enough. I, I guess to me, I, I feel like Andy Dalton gets a really bum rep because he—he he was. I don't always, dislike the guy. Well, he was always taking really bad Chicago or uh, Cincinnati teams into playoffs and couldn't win games. 
but Cincinnati never once made the moves necessary to make those teams better. And then he goes to Dallas last year, and everyone's like, okay, well, he's not going to be needed. He's a backup. It's a one-year thing. Uh, Dak snaps his leg. Zeke can't produce without Dak, and the guy's left with no talent around him. But I don't know. Uh, one of the people you and I have talked about quite a bit, Keelan Cole, uh, is being listed as having a very expanded role. He is currently the number three option on that depth chart. Should see wide receiver one reps. Uh, so we'll see if that really sticks going forward. Uh, but Keelan Cole, potentially the the next man up in the Jets scenario. Uh, Giants kicker Ryan Santoso is drawing trade interest. You don't hear that often. Yeah, usually kickers aren't uh, much of a trade talk. It's funny, and I guess I have this more on here for leagues that do still honor and uphold kickers. But I have two or three kicker news bulletins for this week. It's, uh, it's, it's uh, Special Teams Friday. Yeah. But Santoso drawing trade interest to the point where the Giants have actually talked about potentially going and, and leaving him on, on their 53-man to try to trade him away for an asset hmm. once the regular season's done. Um, Ravens linebacker LJ Fort suffers a torn ACL, will miss the entire season. Bengals rookie Joseph Osai out of Texas, undergoing season-ending knee surgery. A uh, big blow to Cincinnati, who was hopeful that between him and... Uh, Jonah Williams? No, 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 no. Uh, Osai's on the D-line. Uh, the kid, that, Trey Hendricks from New Orleans. They're open between uh, Osai and Hendricks. They might have a youthful pass rush, uh, a little bit broken there. This is big news, fantasy players. Listen up and adhere wisely uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire has an inside ankle sprain. Might sit here and go, okay, it's an ankle sprain. That's Those are the, the worst ones. That's the same thing Michael Thomas had last year. Uh, they haven't listed a severity to it yet. I think they're trying to keep that under wraps. But for your drafts this upcoming week or so, heed that warning. I would not be spending a second-round pick on somebody like that knowing the nightmare that Thomas had last year trying to recover from it. Um, Minnesota Vikings' D.D. Westbrook is standing a chance to be brought onto the 53-man only to be IR to miss the first six weeks or so. Uh, he is recovering slowly from the torn ACL. Donovan Peoples-Jones is expected to make the heavy push to win the Cleveland Browns' number three spot. Uh, you might think, why is that important? Odell's kind of faded in recent years. Gary, you can test. You Traded him away for nothing. Uh, Jarvis is your your hands guy. He's going to really be, eat up all your catches. DPJ is really the touchdown grabber. He's 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, right. Uh, I mean, if if Baker's looking for a guy in the red zone and Odell's not what he was and Jarvis is going to be running mm-hmm. slants, DPJ could be a touchdown vulture in, in formats. Um, the Washington football team, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Terry McLaren, are looking like they're starting to click. They look to be a dangerous duo together. I have a guest on the show drinking my beer. Um, the Buccaneers are... We have squirrels fighting have squirrels in the background. Squirrels fighting. here drinking beer. <laughs> the, the Buccaneers are rumored to try to sneak UDFA kicker Jose Borregales onto a practice squad spot. Uh, apparently, his leg strength is so impressive, he could have nailed a 61-yarder in the camp the other day. Uh, or, I'm sorry, in the preseason game the other day. They held him away from doing it and went for it on fourth down just so they didn't display his leg. Hmm. Interesting note to see where they go, especially with Ryan Suckup being placed on the COVID-19 list as of Yeah, late. it's weird that you would try to 
practice squad him? Because don't you have to? Doesn't he have to clear waiver wires? UDFA's might not have to. That I'm not entirely sure of, but most likely yes. I feel like that's it. They were trying to not show that ability because if he hits that, who's not going to want to take right. the shot on him at with a 61 yard leg? Uh, the Atlanta Falcons, who already so much struggle here, uh, haven't had great backup quarterback play in many years. Have drafted Felipe Franks, who's more of a gadget tool than a quarterback. Signed Agent McCarron, who is now out for the year with a torn ACL. Well, severe knee injury. They haven't officially listed what yet. Yeah. Uh, and the team is signing. That's right. Take a guess. He jumped on the carousel, fell off in Atlanta. Former first-round pick Josh Rosen has a new home. Could be the heir apparent to Matt Ryan. Doubtful. <laughs> uh, I like Josh Rosen, don't get me wrong, but it's not looking good for his career. The Indianapolis Colts have great news ahead. Carson Wentz and Quentin Nelson both returned to limited team practice sessions this week. Uh, Wentz has been taking snaps under center already. That's yeah, huge. I saw him uh, on a video doing like these lateral drills. Uh-huh. Didn't look very athletic because he's not that sidestepper, but still very uh, good news. Uh, so great news for them. I mean, obviously your two biggest deals that you, you don't want to lose. Uh, staying in the division there, the Titans head coach, go figure, the Titans are the team with COVID. Uh, Mike Vrabel tests positive for COVID-19. I don't think Tennessee knows what preventative measures are if it hates their lives depend on I think they just it. kiss each other and that's I it. think they might because they, they, what do they have, three games that they had to redo because of Almost COVID or, or hit push like last year? Someone needs to talk to Vrabel and tell him to cut the shit. Um, the Vikings re-sign veteran 33-year-old pass rusher Everson, that says Griffin, Griffin, <laughs> um, Griffin, a down year last year between Detroit and Dallas, I believe got IR'd and finished the season out on the injured reserve, thinks he still has some in the tank, Minnesota's looking to add to it, and he's back, baby, uh, despite denial from the team, the rumors have it that the Las Vegas Raiders tried to trade to reacquire Edge rusher Khalil Mack in the offseason. I don't know why you would do that. Um, yeah, that's. I mean, it's a little strange considering what you did in the first place. I don't know. It's it's a little bit strange. Yeah, I mean, unless it's because they're thinking, hey, we got some new talent out of it and we can bring him back and he's still in the prime of his career for less. Maybe, but, like, you're still going to give up a lot to get him back. Uh, I mean, uh, if the if the Bears are like, hey, uh, we could get at least the first out of it, and maybe build for next year, I don't know. The Raiders. This is a bit of a goofy one. I, I guess an oddball move, but also might be a good venture for the team. When you realize they're cutting a player who they thought of as a top backup, uh, Andre Smith, offensive tackle, has been released. You got to think that that means. Um, Ronnie Stanley is going to be healthy and ready to go week one. Uh, Chiefs cut former first-round pick Taco Charlton. Uh, anybody who wonders, his first name is not Taco, it's Vedante. Hmm. The more you know. Yeah. <laughs> Patriots quarterback Cam Newton must remain away from training camp for five days due to testing protocol. Gary, I want what your thoughts are on this because this seems fishy to me. So I did see that someone said... Uh, and they asked Bill Belichick, is this an opportunity for Mac Jones to really take a step up? And he agreed. This is a, he, I, I believe, basically said, yes, yes, it is. That was, it was a short, but simple, sweet to the did point. You, did you hear what they said, though? No. The team was unclear of what the rules were and told Cam he could go until he went to go visit this doctor out of area and said, oh, by the way, you broke the rules. Uh, you got to sit for five days. And now Mac Jones gets five full days of 
first team reps without having to split them. To me, it just seems a little bit odd that the team wouldn't know its own protocols. Yeah, I don't know. Somebody somewhere screwed up or sabotaged. I don't know. It sounds like sabotage to me, uh, but what do I know? I'm I, I'm a Mac Jones fan, but you got to feel for Cam if this is the situation. I still think they end up rolling with Cam at least for week one. I give it, like I said before, uh, I give it to week three before they make the change, unless they're rolling on their three and one, two and one, whatever. I think if they start out rough where they lose two out of the three first games, then I think they make the switch. Uh, fair enough. Seahawks linebacker Ben Burr Curvin suffers a torn ACL, will miss the season. Uh, Titans receiver AJ Brown expected to be healthy and ready to go with a knee injury for week one. The Raiders, who have been in need for defensive help throughout the offseason, uh, hosting former Steelers and Rams, Steelers, Rams, and Bucks safety and linebacker Mark Barron this week for team meeting. Uh, that's entertaining, man, because Mark Barron, he disappeared for like two years after being drafted like eighth overall as a safety, had one or two good years, disappeared, came back as a linebacker, and he's kind of just been good. He's not been wonderful, but he's been around the league forever now. Here you go, Gary. You and I have been huge on uh, the news liking Amon or St. Brown. The Detroit Lions, Brashad Perryman is dealing with a hip injury that's been hard to evaluate, so he has barely seen any time this offseason. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's, it's big, though, for Amon or St. Brown. You're getting more chemistry. I mean, yeah, you're going to trot Perryman out there and go, you're a deep threat. That's great. Jared Goff doesn't throw a great deep ball. No, and he... We've talked about it before on the show. He's taking what he what the defense gives him, and Which he's going to be it's going to be more checkdowns to his running backs, mm-hmm. tight ends, and slot receivers. And man, if T.J. Hawkinson and Amonra St. Brown are big benefiters this year, I'll be stunned. Right? They might not win, but here's the thing, and I think we we did the same comparison uh, recently. You don't got to be good to be like the Jaguars were four years ago. The Jaguars were a fantasy powerhouse because they were getting their ass blown out weekly. And they were throwing from behind to try to make it competitive. I don't. Detroit's defense can be as lackluster as it needs to be. If mm-hmm. you're throwing from behind, that means Goff's going to have probably 50 throws a game. Right. Even if only 30 of those are caught, guess what? That's 30 receptions to, to how many players you've got. Yeah. If that means that Hawkinson's got eight and Amonra's got seven, guess what? I'm here for it. Oh, yeah. Especially uh, for those PPRs. Bingo. I mean, here's the thing Monterey St. Brown might have a, a lackluster seven for eight. Seven catches, 80-yard stat line, it's 15 points in PPR league. Yeah. If, if Hawkinson's got six for 80 and a touch, that's 20 points for a, court, or for a tight end, man. Mm-hmm. And those aren't even, like, huge stat lines. It's not like, oh, he's he's the next Julio Jones or Travis Kelsey, but it's more than reliable. Right. I mean, you. anytime you get double-digit points out of a tight end, you're doing fine. Yeah. Uh, so this is, this is a bit of an oddball one here. Uh, the Vikings may be in the market for a backup quarterback given the lack of success of Jake Browning. Uh, didn't even list Kellen Mond. Basically, Kellen Mond is, seems like he is their project player this year, um, and it's ugly. I mean, you and I both did not like him out of the draft. He was very robotic. Yeah, and they took him in the third round. Yeah. Um, this is my favorite here, Gary. Uh, defensive end Shaq Lawson, former Buffalo Bill, has... Ho- or has posted exactly zero quarterback pressures in all of his preseason games so far, might be caught from the team. Remember they paid him a lot of money? No, no. Miami paid him a lot of money yeah, I know. and then traded that contract <laughs> away for nothing. Uh, good on you, Miami. I heard good he smells bad. 
Yes, I have a friend of mine who did say that. Uh, Shaq Lawson smells terrible. Shout out, friend on the training staff. Uh, Gary, another one. Who saw this coming? Philadelphia Eagles wide receiver Devonta Smith tweaks his ankle in camp last week. Was able to return, but that's his third injury of the offseason already? At least second. Possibly the third one. Um, and doesn't look good because he has yet to play a snap in a real game. He, he well, yeah, but he played. He finally got in a preseason game this right. This past I meant, week. I meant like a, a yeah. A real that, that's exhibition. what. That's exactly what my thoughts were. Like, yeah, you're you're out there in preseason, but you're not. He's going not 100%. seeing right. You're, these defenses aren't going. Man, you go out and lay you're off seeing, that catch. You're going to get smoked. You're in seeing real life. vanilla defenses. You're seeing uh, some some of the. You're not even seeing the top corners on each team. Most likely not. Uh, Gary, here you go. Some news on your boy. Ramondre Stevenson failed the beginning of the season conditioning test. Would have started with an even hotter uh, start if he would have had passing grades on the test, and he would have probably been higher on the depth chart as well. Yeah, I mean, it was a nice sneaky little ad for me. So It really makes it sound like he's LeGarrette Blount. Didn't yeah. pass the conditioning test. He's running for four touchdowns in two games. Love it. Uh, Robbie Anderson signs a two-year extension with the Carolina Panthers this past week. The Falcons caught undrafted running back Javion Hawkins, uh, a guy who by most accounts uh, was scheduled to be in the running for, for reps there. The 49ers caught safety Tony Jefferson with an IR settlement. Uh, was he starter with Baltimore until he blew his knee out? Hurt himself again. Uh, the Miami Dolphins are placing Lynn Bowden Jr., wide receiver running back on IR, ending his season. He looked good so far. I might have drafted him recently. Bowden Jr.? Yeah, I think he, I did. He looked solid so far up until getting hurt. He had a great first week. I think he had like six six or seven catches week one. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars placing Travis Etienne on the IR with a severe Liz Frank tear. Uh, the concern was if he did come back, it would still linger through the back half of the season. Team decided to just shut him down and let him focus on next year. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those tough ones because he was a, a popular pick in a lot of the rookie drafts. So, Listen, I might be drafting 11, but if Travis Etienne falls mid-11, I'll take him. <laughs> I'll take him and Cam Akers. I don't need all my running backs this year. Um, the Seahawks releasing Burnt Toast Pierre this year. What? <laughs> uh, he's been cut from three or four teams in the last year or so. Um, great start to his career in Indy. Has not found it outside of there. He was a Jet, did not do well. Um, he might have been a Washington, I believe, sounds right. Uh, the Texans are signing former Eagles pick, and he's only 23 years old, Rasul Douglas, cornerback, after he was released this past week. The 49ers are placing veteran linebacker Michael Kendricks on the IR. The Giants are finally activating tight end Kyle Rudolph from the PUP. He will uh, be open to practicing finally. Patriots this morning trade this past uh, the, as of recording this morning trade Sony Michelle to the LA Rams. That's an intriguing one. Yeah, that's intriguing, especially um, considering they wanted to. They they talked about not going to free agency or uh, and just using whatever they had, but it makes you think that um, the injury to the thumb for um, who was it? Daryl Henderson. Daryl Henderson. Yep. The very yeah, next Daryl Henderson. Here. Uh, is a little more serious. Henderson suffered a thumb injury at practice this week. Severity has not been listed, but it doesn't sound good if uh, if you're going to go out there and make that move. Unless they just they see a lot in Sony Michelle and they're like, hey, we're going to roll with a carousel of running backs and see who can yeah. just Jake, roll with the hot hand. Jake Funk's name continues to come up still <laughs> as being a potential player here. 
the Seahawks acquire cornerback John Reed from the Texans was a starting slot receiver last year. Uh, the team's looking to swap him as an outside or starting slot corner. Team's looking to swap him to the outside corner position this year. That's a, that's a tough uh, transition. Yep. Not a good sign either. Uh, head coach Dan Campbell of Detroit concerned about DeAndre Swift's ability or availability for week one. If he will be healthy and if he'll even be able to take reps at all. Not great news again for fantasy owners. Um, obviously, obviously, it's, it's where somebody might want to go, hey, uh, might want to go get the backup Williams. Jamal Williams might see some serious uptick there. Tom Brady had a hand in drafting fourth rounder wide receiver Jalen Darden on North Texas. Uh, sat down with the scout team, reviewed his tape, and selected him almost by hand of players he wanted. Hmm, it's like we and us and Tom Brady have very similar uh, minds. Yeah, call <laughs> us the next GOATs. Uh, Saints tight end Adam Troutman carted off on Monday, expected to miss one to three weeks, avoided any major injuries. Gary, you and I can, re- can breathe happy. <laughs> the cart's usually not a good thing. So. No. The fact that we're only seeing one to three weeks, even four weeks, I'll take it. Uh, running back Tony Jones has leapfrogged running back Latavius Murray for the number two spot. It sounds like a pizza parlor. Tony Jones Pizza. Tony Jones Pizza. Order the Latavius. Uh, <laughs> for the number two running back spot in New Orleans, per word of mouth, I do want to say that. Sean Payton did say if I had to make a running two, or number two running back today, it's Tony Jones. Uh, the Bills have signed wide receiver Steven Sims. A lot going into that one. Everyone's, I, I've actually been texted multiple times today about, oh, excited about Steven Sims. He's not going to stay. No, he's a uh, camp body right the now. The only reason Steven Sims stays is if Isaiah McKenzie's injury is bingo. a lot. Worse. Isaiah McKenzie fell on a shoulder. He's been in a sling. Still to be figured out on what exactly is going on there. Uh, Cole Beasley, I, d- to me, it's exactly this. McKenzie's not playing this weekend. Beasley's not playing this weekend because of the fact that he's sitting five days. Beasley and Gabe Davis also in the same situation Cam Newton was. Uh, hmm, it's almost like Cole Beasley was, uh, was speaking some truth there about being put in a bad spot as an unvaccinated player by someone else getting him screwed. And we we talked about we don't get political, but everyone's got their own views. And each side has their opinions, and his happens to be correct in this. And at least some some of his concerns are correct. Yeah, but I mean... It's one of those weird things, though, where you're you're without Beasley, you're without Davis, you're without McKenzie. Diggs is still recovering from a knee... Mm -hmm. Emmanuel Sanders, I don't think, has suited up for a single preseason game yet. No, I'm, if he's looked good in some of the practices. In so. camp, he's looked very good, but that's it. What You're not going to rush a 33-year-old veteran. Uh, Cole Beasley's 32. He doesn't need the time. Diggs is num- your number one easily. Uh, I know Gabe Davis would probably prefer to play it. He's younger. But at that point... And we know what, we know what we have in Kumaro. Yes, and that's the thing. So your number one and two are going to be, what, Steven Sims and Jake Kumaro? And here's the thing. I don't know if Buffalo's thinking about signing Steven Sims. Do you think Steven Sims maybe hey, hey, said, hey, get on the phone with Buffalo, see if I can get out there for that game to, to really build my stock? Yeah, right, and we caught him come Monday morning. That's the thing. And then he signs with a team that's really hurt. Or even even if we don't cut him, that's, that's the most Brandon Bean move you could possibly have. Hey, we signed him, he looked good in, in camp. We're, we might hold on to him. What will you trade us for him? Right. Okay, they pick up a six-round pick out of Steven Sims, who's on the roster for a week. Yeah. It's a genius move. Uh, the Jaguars have officially announced first overall pick Trevor Lawrence will start week one versus Houston. The world's worst kept secret. 
defensive end of the Jets, Vinny Curry, will miss the entire season due to a blood disorder. Denver Broncos have announced that two gloves, Teddy Bridgewater, is their starting quarterback. This one obviously hurts me because I'm a Drew Locke owner, but it's also at the same time, I don't dislike Teddy Bridgewater, but you already know what you get with Teddy Bridgewater, and he's not going to elevate your team. And I mean, I, I wouldn't say that because Teddy Bridgewater was very good in Minnesota. Teddy Bridgewater did not well, yeah, fit. Until the, he got hurt. But he didn't fit the system in, in Carolina. He looked comparable in New Orleans when he needed to. Um, speaking of New Orleans, do you see the stat line from uh, Jameis this past week? No, I, I know it was good because uh, you were texting me about it. But Jameis uh, went into the game. They were the Monday night game. It was... I know what's his name, uh, Marquez Callaway had like a 100-yard game. Yep, Jameis was 9 of 10, 123 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Callaway going 5 of 104 and two touchdowns. Taysom Hill, you know, the guy that they want to be the starter, went 11 of 20 for 130 and one touchdown. Uh, he had two more completions, averaging about 10 more yards per completion on that, and was sacked twice. I think... They're better off, obviously, with Jameis at quarterback and using Taysom Hill as that gadget guy. I've heard someone say that Sean Payton doesn't want to fully admit it yet, but he would much rather give the starting job to Jameis because at least he can still flex in and gadget play Taysom Hill. Right. And that way he can still have that weird game plan instead of having to fully hope that Taysom can do it as right, everything he does. because we know Taysom Hill is not... A franchise quarterback. I hate to tell you, New Orleans fans. I think you Got know. Got paid as such. I think you guys know too. It's like Patrick Mahomes or Taysom Hill. You, you know what I mean? There's Taysom Hill all day. There's that I've type of the, quarterback who's going to take you to a Super Bowl, going to get you, uh, get you all those wins. And Taysom Hill's just not that guy. Trying to see if we can pull up some other names You're who not had that good guy, weeks no. this week. You're not that guy, pal. Uh, from Kansas City, Shane Butchel. Uh, back quarterback went 9 of 11 for 115 yards and one passing touchdown. Did have a pick added to it. Not a bad day, though. Patrick Mahomes was 10 of 18 for 78. Bust. <laughs> uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire gets banged up in that game. Goes 3 of 13. Byron Pringle showing out still. 4 of 63. You know someone whose name I have not seen on any of these preseason de- uh, stat lists from Kansas City? It's been Cornell Powell. Yeah. A guy who many thought could take over that job has done the exact opposite and has let that job fall out of his hands. Um, Channing Strievler with Arizona, another good game. Five of six for 74 and a touch. Uh, two rushes for four yards. Uh, I don't know who G. Dorsch is, but he led the way receiving for the Cardinals. Bengals and Washington football team. Uh, Jacques Patrick. Lead rusher for Cincinnati that day, six for 42, seven yards av- or average yard per carry. The Washington football team, go figure, looky, looky. Jarrett Patterson, 16 rushes, 71 yards, and a touchdown on the ground again. Patterson's going to force their hand, had three rece- receptions for 25 yards as well. Washington football team is going to be forced to start that kid. Yeah, he, we knew we knew the type of talent he was, and he's undersized, so he right. fell. Uh, anybody looking for next year, Dynasty League owners, if you haven't drafted yet or if he's on the uh, free agent wire, hmm, Gary, you might know somebody who owns him, uh, completing 20 of 28 passes, 221 yards, 
and one touchdown, Mitchell Trubisky stomping out his former Chicago Bears this weekend. Yeah, I mean, he was pretty much lights out. Devin Singletary had two rushes this past weekend, two for 21 and a touchdown, averaging 10.5 per carry. Devin Singletary might be that dude. Might be. I mean, we knew his rookie year he had a lot of talent. Last year fell off a little bit. But if him and Moss can get some one-two punch going, then I'm all for it. Did uh, did you see Isaiah McKenzie's stat line from that game as well? No, dude, you got married. Seven for 72. <laughs> I didn't see much of the game. Seven for 72 that day. Uh, Chicago Bears, really nothing much. Uh, Rodney Adams, they're saying he's the inside line for the fifth receiver job there. Three of 89 and a touch. Justin Fields leading the way rushing. Four for 46 and nine of 19 for 80 yards and sacked twice. Got decapitated. I did see that hit, though. Uh, yeah, he got to cap. Was it fine with that hit? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Jets and the Packers. The Jets beat the Packers. About the only time we'll say that. Uh, but Zach Wilson. I think somebody here liked him. Uh, nine of eleven for one twenty-eight and two touchdowns. Michael Carter ten for fifty-two and one catch. Tyler Croft making a name for himself. Two for thirty-six, two touchdowns. Corey Davis four for seventy. The Packers uh, did not do much of anything in this game. Kurt Benkert, 18 25, 151, a touchdown and an interception. Jake Dolagala, 0 for 1 and 1 pick. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's on the roster anymore. I don't think so. AJ Dillon averaging 7 yards per carry. Amari Rogers, 4 for 31 on the game. The Baltimore Ravens, Carolina Panthers. What do we got here? Ravens with not much stat line to be super excited about. Gus Edwards averaging seven yards carry is pretty solid there. Uh, the Panthers, Will Greer, nice. Will Greer might have gotten the edge on uh, P.J. Walker here. P.J. Walker went one of eight for eight yards on the game. Yikes. Will Greer went 11 of 14 for 144, although he got sacked twice. Chuba Hubbard leading the way rushing, and this isn't something to be proud of. 9 for 24 for a 2.7 yard per carry average, but he did add two catches for 29 yards. Which is something he didn't do much in college. He was more of the rushing guy. Yep. Tommy Tremble getting a lot of receptions again. 2 for 18. Tommy Tremble might be leading that uh, the tight end group there by the end of the year. <coughs> LSU product Terrace Marshall, 3 for 50 as well. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons, Miami Dolphins, the Dolphins throttle the Falcons. The Falcons, again, just look like they're incompetent. Uh, Javion Hawkins gets cut after 9.2 yard per carry average. That's a little weird to me. I wonder if that's going to be like a, um, like a, uh, what do you call it, a practice squad sign. Yeah, but like, I just don't get why you cut him two weeks early. Uh, Quadri Olsen averages three yards per carry, seven of 21. Felipe Franks goes four of nine for 46 and a pick. The Miami Dolphins, Tua goes 16 of 23 for 183 and a touchdown. Jacoby Brissett goes a perfect 8-for-8. Eight eight. Sounds like uh, we're talking spread those wings here. Yeah. Perfect 8-for-8 eight eight for 99 yards and a touchdown. And Mac Hollins leads the way receiving. Miles Gaskin has 27 yards on the ground, 44 through the air, has a big day there. That almost rhymed. Titans throttle the Buccaneers. Uh, Matt Barkley, 12-of-16, 115, and two touchdowns. Makai Sargent backup backup running back 16 rushes for uh, 78 yards and a touchdown for the Titans on the ground Des Fitzpatrick 2 of 30 or 30 for one touchdown through the air 
Buccaneers, man, we, we are not looking great on this one. Kyle Trask goes 13 of 26 for 131 and two picks. Yikes. Although, to be fair, he started one for 14. Yeah, and I know that that line has kind of been struggling to block for him. So yeah. So I think that plays into it, too. Oh, it's struggling for everybody, considering Keyshawn Vaughn was the lead rusher for the Bucks that day mm -hmm. with nine rushes for 18 yards. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Darden, two for 18. Tanner Hudson, tight end. He's a big old ginger. Uh, six catches for 74 yards. A name to watch to see uh, going forward if he can maybe snag a spot as the fourth fourth tight end on that roster. Steelers, Lions, 26-20 Pittsburgh. Uh, the story of this game, not really anything with Detroit. Detroit has uh, Tom Kennedy, who again has a decent day, 4 for 61. He's going to force his way into this roster. But out of Pittsburgh, Pat Freermuth, two catches, 19 yards, two touchdowns. That'll be uh, interesting if that's the way they use them. Yeah, uh, Najee Harris didn't do much on the ground. Four rushes, 10 yards, uh, but has two catches for 53 yards receiving. That'll get you at least uh, eight points in fantasy. Yeah, I did see one replay of him getting one of the catches. It looked nice. Although the um, only reason he got that like big gain is because it was like two missed tackles like immediately. Yeah, but I mean, he's kind of good, so I'll take those two missed tackles. Houston Texans uh, versus the Dallas Cowboys. Te Texans win a game. I don't think we're going to be able to say that much this year. Yeah, I know. That's the uh, first time and last time we'll say Dave Davis Mills goes 10 of 16 for 115 yards. Terod Taylor, 2 of 5 for 10 yards. That sounds like a Terod Taylor stat line. Uh, no real players to note there. Dallas, Ben DiNucci, gross. Three interceptions. Cooper Rush, 10 of 12 for 97 yards and, a and two touchdowns. Rico Doddle, rushing, 6 for 31. Tony Pollard averages 4 carry, 5 for 20. Nothing to write home about from Dallas either. Dallas that's really needs to invest in a backup quarterback. Yeah, that sounds if, like the most boring game in the I world. I wonder now. if they call up. Uh, wonder if they call up Jacksonville and say, "Hey, what do you want for Minshew?" Yeah, right. Or Drew Lock. Yeah, I think Minshew's more attainable. Uh, I talk about boring games, and then I see this stat line: Indianapolis Colts beat the Minnesota Vikings twelve to ten. What an awful stat line that is. They were all safeties. Uh, no, I believe they were all field goals for, for Indy. Uh, they were. Eddie Pinero goes 3 of 3 for field goals on on uh, Saturday and then gets caught immediately for Rodrigo Blankenship. Don't know how, don't ask me how. Uh, Desmond Patton, 4 of 60, the biggest, uh, the biggest guy that day. Sam Ellinger goes 8 of 13 for 70 yards and 2 picks. Jacob Eason goes 16 of 27 for 132 yards and nothing else. Amir Abdullah goes 6 of 35 for almost a 6-yard per carry average. Chad Beebe, 2 for 47, still fighting for that third spot. The Raiders and the Rams, 17-16 final. Trey Regas, 6 rushes, 1 yard and 1 touchdown. That's, that's a mess. Yeah, that is pretty bad. Uh, you know what's a bigger mess? When you're leading rusher... Is Nate Peterman? Yikes! Five for thirty-five yards. Gruden is infatuated that guy. Yep. Marcel Aitman two for forty-five. Uh, Trey Regis had two catches for twenty-four yards. Bryce Perkins twenty-six of thirty-nine for two hundred eight, two touchdowns and a pick. Jake Funk seven rushes, fifty-six yards. Hmm. Hmm. Eight yards per carry average. Uh. Jay Harris. 
Jacob Harris, tight end wide receiver mixed. One catch, two yards, and one touchdown. Xavier Jones had a had more catches, but he had uh, seven for 29. Last game on the Saturday slate, Denver Broncos blow out the Seattle Seahawks 30-3. to Teddy Bridgewater goes 9 of 11 for 105 and a touchdown. Drew Locke goes 9 of 14 for 80. Uh, nothing real pretty. Royce Freeman really leading the way, trying to keep a roster spot. 9 of 27, 3 yard average, or 3 yards per carry average, 5 for 44 through the air. Jerry Judy, 2 for 40. Both of those catches were nice. Uh, Seahawks are just hideous. Just not good. Cade Johnson. Uh, leads the way for receiving 3 of 34. It's another guy we, we tabbed and liked. We did, but I didn't like his landing spot. I mean, he's got nobody else in front of him, and Dwayne Eskridge has been hurt most of camp. The New York Giants and the Cleveland Browns. Browns win 17-13. Uh, just another ugly matchup of the preseason. Mike Glennon getting most of the work uh, with the Giants. Devontae Booker goes 6 of 27. David Sills looking to fight for a spot still. Uh, Former West Virginia product, 3 of 31 and a touch. Cleveland Browns, Kyle Loletta, 14 of 23, 152 and no touches, no picks. Case Keenum, 9 of 12, 72, one touch, one pick. Uh, John Kelly, no, not that John Kelly, goes 9 of 58 for 6.4 yards per carry. And Davion Davis, wide receiver, had a good game last week with two touchdowns, goes 3 of 45 again, and then gets suspended for two weeks. He did something bad. The, did they say what it was? No, probably PEDs. The 49ers win 15-10 to 10 over the Chargers. Uh, everyone's still riding Trey Lance's jock. He was 8 of 14, 102, two touchdowns and one interception. Um, again, though, 8 of 14, one, 102, two touchdowns. His longest was 41 yards. Like, he, he's got that long ball, and that's really where he's making bread and butter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wayne Goldman leads the way rushing 15 of 72. Is that Travis Ben? Travis Benjamin is still in this league. Did not know that. The more you know. Uh, the Chargers, Easton Stick, 10 of 14, 85 and a touch. Chase Daniels, 14 of 20. That's a terrible stat line. 14 of 21 for 60 yards. Yikes. Uh, not a single rusher from L.A. Got over 15 yards. Jalen Goyton leads the way of receiving with one catch for 39 yards. All right. The Chargers put themselves to bed there. And the last game of the slate, we already someone touched on. Jaguars, Saints, uh, Minshew, 13 of 21 for 149 and a pick. C.J. Beathard, 9 of 14, 121, two touchdowns. Trevor Lawrence, 14 of 23, 113, sacked once. LaVisca Chenault turning in a day, 5 for 36, just making plays. The New Orleans Saints, we already talked about their quarterbacks, uh, Marquez Calloway, Lil' Jordan Humphrey also have himself a day, 4 of 74 and a touch. Guys, I think that's about it for today's outside episode. I hope you've been okay listening to the cicadas sing to us all day. Yeah, the helicopters, the cars, uh, garbage the cans. Giant, uh, the giant grasshopper, squirrels, Tori. Uh, but, guys, we will reconvene next week. We will be able to talk about our first live draft of the year, some other things from there. But until next time, you keep on looking for those fantasy beasts. I'll show you exactly where to find them. Peace out, guys. Sorry.